See this? This is my boomstick. Damn, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? Well, baby, he's so horny. He's so horny. It's funny how I'm funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Don't, don't, don't. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you oh, mean, no, funny no, how I'm funny? Yes, let's just pray I have the energy to get myself this another beer. This town needs an enema. My mom always said... Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You have failed me for the last time. Wrong, sir. Wrong. I was saying balloons. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. This is Feedback, winner of season one of Sci-Fi Channel's Who Wants to Be a Superhero? And you're listening to Bunch of Dorks, like me. Game on. Oh my gosh, and, and we're, we're back. back. And this time it's it's a bunch of dorks. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Kind of. Uh, you will be hearing from all three of us tonight, which includes myself, Promi. And man with no name. And the longtime absent, Mal. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mal could not be with us tonight. However, we do have a pre-recorded segment for him, so you're going to be listening to the two of us, you know, clamor on for the first half hour or so, and then Mal's going to talk about some... Uh, then he'll join us via satellite from South Korea. Yes. Well, not quite. Well, via internet, <laughs> via Dropbox. Yeah. So, uh, we've been gone for a couple weeks, and uh, there's been a few things that have happened, um, notably on the night that we usually record for at least one of them. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So um, how do we want to start? I'll just get into it. Um, We had to put my dog, Max, to sleep. Our dog, Max. Um, It was two weeks ago today. But two, two weeks and maybe three days ago, we made the decision that it was time. He had just... I forget what it was that he did. Oh, I know what it was. I remember what you said. Go ahead. What did I say? About how when you came home, he was in the exact same spot in the exact That's same right. position. That was that was the clincher. But he he had... Now, I don't want to make this depressing. I don't want it to be dragged out. So I'm, I'm going to try and, you know, tell it kind of fast. But, you know, who knows? I don't know how it'll end up coming out. But we... He had... Two nights in a row he had accidents in the middle of the night, which is, which was rare for him. He would never go in the house, but, I mean, he had been getting older, and it had happened more, and he actually, we're on, we live on the second floor, so we have to carry him down the stairs, had to carry him, and twice he couldn't hold it, and he peed on us. Hmm. That that was so not like him. And then one of the nights, we went out. He was laying somewhere. We went out to eat. And when we came home, he hadn't moved. He, not that he, he was dead in the spot, but he just hadn't gotten up, mm-hmm. which is so unusual for him because as soon as we would leave, he'd be like, thank God. And he'd go lay down, go to his bed yeah. and lay down in the in the bedroom. So for him, when we walked in and he was in the same spot, I think I cried because I knew that this, that was kind of it. 
And so we made the decision. We said, like, should we, should we make an appointment? And we agreed and cried and cried a lot until, until two weeks ago, till that Friday. We brought him to the, um, to the doctor that knew him the longest. Mm-hmm. She, and actually, she knew him the longest as well. She, we used to go to... He's been seeing her for about 10 years. Okay. We didn't quite realize it was that long until we thought about it, but it was about 10 years or so. She had moved from our area mm-hmm. up to a Banfield which is the vet inside of PetSmart. Okay. She moved up to Newport Ritchie, to mm-hmm. Trinity. And so we hadn't seen her in probably a good, I don't know. Actually, we probably hadn't seen her in about two years. But she loved him. Mm-hmm. She loved Max. And we didn't want him to just be a, the, you know... Oh, here comes the next dog to right. put to sleep. Not that I thought that his, the doctors that he was seeing now would think that way. But they didn't have the same kind of connection that you guys no. did. It was No. And we just wanted it to be her. Yeah. As as and she cried too. But, you know, then then she went into doctor mode and she did what she had to. The the actual thing itself was so horrible just because it was it was beyond heartbreaking yeah and and we left and came home cried a lot um cried a lot over the next few days still cry and um we had him he was next month which would be November on November 25th he would have been give or take because we don't know his exact birthday but Give or take, November twenty fifth, he would have been eighteen. So it's not like it's not like it was a shock or or tragic or you know it was time. And you know that's the that's the horrible horrible. Um, I want to say irony, Trade but off. it's not the real the right word. Was that you're lucky in the sense that you had him for so long mm-hmm. and that he was such an important part of your life for so long mm-hmm. because. We have pets that don't make it that long, but at the same time, you know, having one that long and then having to let go is is just a gut wrenching. I, yeah. I had a cat that lived to be like twenty, almost twenty four years old. Holy so mackerel. I can, I mean, this was an animal that was older than me when yeah. he <laughs> Um, and um, had another one that lived about eighteen years too. Wow. And, and it is, it is just the most awful experience. And, and I can say that every time I've lost one, it's like, that's it, no more. I'm not yep. getting any more when the ones we have, you know, like, well, Can't that's that's it. what happened when I ended up with all those cats that I found in the garage was after that, um, our dog Missy had died and it had been a horrible experience. She lived about 14, 15 years. And um, that had been a horrible experience, and it's like, no more pets. I can't take this no, anymore. I, then we end up with all these cats, and they're <laughs> half feral when we find them as kittens. And it's like, well, if we take them to the SPCA, they're going to say we have to take them to the animal control because they won't take wild animals. Right. So then it was, well, we'll keep them until we get them at least manageable. But they, but to this day, they're a little bit weird with other people and uh-huh. and of course then it was well we'll keep one or two of them and then it's like well which one are we getting rid of and you know so then yeah and you can't four cats later but um 
but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, horrible. It is. We we. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go into detail. I could, but first of all, who wants to hear it? Second of all, I would cry. Yeah. Um, but we thank God. Literally, I can't tell you how many times I said thank you God for letting us have him for almost 18 years. For me, it's it's 13 years. That I, because he's John's dog. Yeah, Max you know, was, I felt so bad about that too because I didn't hug John or, or say much of anything to him that night, and it wasn't until I saw his uh, post on Facebook. For some reason, I thought he was yours coming into it. I know you guys have you've told me that before that it was his. Yeah, but it, it didn't really dawn on me. And this whole time, we're like, oh, Mark, you know, Mark, Mark, and John was yeah, just no, it quiet, was, and it was like I felt so horrible, you know, after especially well, after no. reading after reading, um, you know, what he. His his memory of Max. He I'm the one who cries at the drop of a hat. He doesn't. He holds it in until it's too overwhelming and then it comes out. Yeah. So the fact that that because I got together, we got together with you guys that night yeah. because we didn't want to stay home and just lay around, watch TV, and cry. So we went out. We went out the next night, too. We were, you know, we did something. Um, and several times I teared up, but he doesn't do that, really. Mm-hmm. It's got to it's gotta really be... He's got to get to that like a breaking point. Yeah, pretty much. But, like I said, I can't tell you how many times we thank God that we had him and that we have Toby. Yeah. Toby's three and a half now, and Toby extended Max's life by a good year and a half at least. That's that's what we're guessing because when we first got Toby, it was because Max had been through a rough period you know, and we thought we were going to lose him then, but he came back, but he never quite came back as strong and he was getting, he was already then getting older. He's, he had he had le- back leg problems now, gosh, probably about four years you know, and it and it progressively got worse. So he was getting old. He's been old for a while, but when we got Toby, it, he bounced back. <laughs> he bounced back. He would play with them. You know, the two of them would mm. would would whatever you want to call it that dogs do. They play. They sniffed each other's butt. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that fun stuff. Yeah. So we we were we are very lucky to have Toby. We. We were incredibly lucky to have um, Max. Max for as long as we did, and today we got his ashes back. We uh, John went and picked them up, and the thing that got me was the the little certificate that said "Certificate of Cremation." That's when I lost it. It wasn't it wasn't the little tin. That it came in. You, you guys know, had it done at the. We yeah, had the, through the vet or through the vet. Yeah, um, you could actually take them yourself, but there's no way either one of us could have done that. Yeah. No. As a matter of fact, the doctor started when we said, you know, we gave her a hug and and we started to leave, and as we started going to the right to go out the door, she started to pick him up, and I. I pushed John out the door because I was I couldn't handle that. Right. If his head drooped or something, I'd have lost it even more. Yeah. So 
I I didn't look back. So yes, we had it done through the vet. We we got a call earlier in the week that they were back the ashes, and John went and got it because again it's up it's up fair a good distance north of here, um, and it comes in a little tin with paw prints on it, and that that little certificate of cremation we put in the tin with the uh, the Rainbow Bridge poem, and that again that got me. If you don't know what that is, the Rainbow Bridge, look that up. Yeah, you can Google that. Yeah, find a lot of pages that have. We're not posting it, and I'm not even going to attempt to think about it because if yeah, I do, I cry flat out. Um, so Max is gone. We're heartbroken, but it was time. Yeah. It was time, and we did the right thing, and it does get easier each day, but that's it. That's And then we went to, and then uh, the following Thursday, we went to Hall of Scream. Yes. But before we get to that, I'm yes. gonna, I have a couple things I want to throw out there. It'll yes. give you a second to, to change uh, change modes, too, but there's a couple things. That yeah, not a big segue there. Yeah, not a, big, not a good segue. No. Um, but um, first of all, do you have Netflix? Yes. Okay. Have you ever watched a show called Breaking Bad? No. You need to. Uh, yeah, I've heard. You've Mimi, told me that, uh, I think, every time we've seen you for the past uh, couple Mimi of Mimi Bunn and I caught up, and we just watched uh, the end of Season 4, which isn't actually on there yet, but I got you covered if you you know, <laughs> you know get to that point. But, oh, man, what it's an amazingly intense show. And it's funny because, that. because it starts out so, like, it, even trying to explain what's going on on it now, if you've seen the first couple of episodes, it's it's almost impossible to conceive because the characters involved change, have changed so much, but uh, such an incredibly intense show. And uh, I guess that's all I have to say on that. But uh, me, even and I have also started watching something called The Walking Dead, which I oh my god, oh The Walking Dead. We were in that from the beginning. There was only we we only have like the first six episodes, which I guess was the first season because it seems like yeah, AMC only not has many. Like a half season for the first. Yeah. Um, but we just started watching that the other night. You too. started watching the show? Yeah, we're up to. I'm up to. Ep- I've watched through episode three so far. Okay, so I'm halfway through the first and then episode season. But. If you can somehow manage to watch the rest of them before Sunday, I'm sure they'll replay last week's episode, which was the start of season two, before playing the next episode. Yeah, don't have cable. <laughs> Yeah, Mimi, Ben, and I are... come over. <laughs> I you might take you actually, up on that. Actually, we record it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. normally, to be with with the hours that we work, we record it, mm-hmm. and we watch it the next night. So, I mean, you are welcome to come over and watch it. I might take you up on that. Yeah. Uh, it was the first 30 minutes or so of that first episode of season two. Yeah. My stomach was tight the entire <laughs> half hour, and, and I had to keep telling myself, okay, relax. Yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> it's supposedly like the highest rated show that they've ever had. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're commenting like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Watch out because it's fantastic. But uh, what I've seen of it so far, it doesn't look it doesn't seem like a show at all. It seems like you're watching a, just an incredibly. It seems like you're watching a Stephen King novel adapted into uh-huh. a movie, except better. It's like The Stand, except you know better. It's, it's a very good show. But um. But yeah, there's that, and yeah, Mimi Ben and I are one of the, a couple of those weird people that don't have cable television. We didn't have any. Actually, I know more and more people nowadays 
who get rid of the cable to save some money. Well, we didn't have any real television at all because without an antenna, you know, there was nothing. And I, a couple times I tried getting, like, an indoor antenna, and they're all crap in the condo. Because yeah. apparently our condo was built out of stainless steel, and then uh, they applied <laughs> rock work over it because... That's ours, too. Because uh, Sprint cell phone customers get no signal in there at mm-hmm. all. Zero. Like, once you go in the building, it's gone. Wow. And uh, there was... The high-powered, amplified indoor antennas don't do shit. One night I bought, one night I was at Walmart really late and in the clearance aisle they had an outdoor antenna uh-huh. that was for like $40, originally 120 or something. Yeah. And I bought it and then that sat in a closet forever and I finally hooked it up and got it kind of like rigged on our back porch. Could get all the local channels. Um, the only thing I think we ever, we've ever really watched really on that was the presidential address of uh, the killing of Osama. Ah. That was that was the night I finally got it out and hooked it up. It was like something they're announcing something important. We need to see this live, right. and uh, it's been there. There's been like background chatter on it, and now when we turn off the PlayStation, something comes up besides the blank screen. Okay, but we still really don't watch anything with it, which you know is is okay. When I first moved over there, I was used to having a DVR and everything, but right, yeah. I I know I'm missing stuff, but I also have more of a, more actual lifetime now because I'm not couch stuck in front of it. Yeah. So you know. So well, we'll, give and take. There. We will get to Breaking Bad at some point. You must. Right now, we're we're still working on Doctor Who. Okay. We're about halfway through the 64 episodes. Okay. Cool. And enjoying enjoying our way through that, but we've got a list of <laughs> a list of different shows to. I mean, we can do some parallel, but yeah. it's like any time there's nothing on TV. You want to watch Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, gosh, there was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember now. Oh, well, must not have been too important. Hallow Scream. Hallow Scream. Okay, and for those of you who aren't in the Tampa Bay area, Hallow Scream is a, an event that happens at a theme park locally, just as Bush they Gardens. do. Yes, Bush Gardens, Tampa, Florida, otherwise known as InBev Gardens. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that uh, for Bush a second. Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida. Um, you know, they do these things in theme parks and amusement parks all over the country in the U.S. and probably in parts of Europe, too. I imagine in England they do them. Uh, but basically, it's a several haunted... Uh, the park has an after-hours event that involves haunted houses and what they call scare zones, which are basically outdoor areas where they try to scare you and stuff. Um, there's usually a few cheesy shows, lots of alcohol. Um, oh, lots of alcohol. Yeah, uh, well, especially at a place, you know, owned by a beer company. Yeah. But um, but that's basically it in a nutshell. You basically pay a separate admission to go in after dark for this kind of thing. And they do it on uh, weekend nights usually. Thursday, this, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, yeah. And uh, this particular time, with the way we went, we actually got together as a big group because they had a deal on Thursday nights. Groups of four or more got a huge discount on the price of tickets. It was like less right. than half price. Yeah. Um, so it was a phenomenal deal, and we thought going on a Thursday night, you know, it's not going to be that busy. So, uh, yeah. So there were a total of, what, one, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there were nine of us total. Yeah. So um sounded like it was going to be a good time. But... <laughs> As is often the case, particularly with that big of a group, things did not go entirely according to plan. So let's start with your arrival at the park. Okay. Our, ours is pretty straightforward. We uh, we got to the park at 10 after 7, and we, we parked pretty open much at 7.30. Yeah, 7.30. Yeah. 
That's right. You could get in there at any time you wanted, mm-hmm. but you couldn't start going into the haunted houses until 7.30. Oh, so the park was the open. The park was open. Huh. Yes. We found that out later. You can, you could have gone in there at 6 if you wanted. And just but you would have just been walking around. Oh, no. Walking, no, yes, yes, yes. You, you could Regular have gone on the rides, stuff. too. Yeah. Regular park stuff. But anyway, so we got there. We pretty much headed to the back of the park so that we could kind of do the reverse thing where mm-hmm. while most people would get get in the park and go to the haunted houses or are they even called haunted houses now? Because they're not quite haunted houses. Yeah, the I don't right know. Right houses? House, yeah, I don't whatever. know. But anyway, yeah. so, so, you know, most people get in the park and they go to the first thing that they come to and work their way to the back. We went to the back and worked our way forward, hmm. which worked out well for us. The first, the first one we went to... Um, like I said, we got there at like 10 after 7, and by the time we got to that one, it was like 20 after 7, so we waited 10 minutes till it opened, and we walked through there, we went to another one further back, did that one twice because it was so cool, um, even got in a quick little roller coaster ride. Which coaster did you ride? That little cheetah... The cheetah, the, oh, the one that used to be called, called the cheetah, cheetah chase. chase. Yeah, but then when they opened Cheetah Hunt, they, they changed, changed the name to like Sand Ch- Serpent or something, something like stupid. that. It's yeah. a little wild, wild, wild mouse. mouse. Yep. Yeah, wild it's mouse coaster where there's nothing banked, so every time you make a turn, you feel like you're going to get thrown out of the. And coaster. And there's actually padding on the sides of the seats. <laughs> yes, someone at work, friend of mine, who who you know too, but I can't think of a, uh, his name or a name for him. Um, he calls it Satan's Coaster. <laughs> because the first time he went on it, yeah, the first time he went on it, he was convinced he was going to get thrown. That's amazing. I knew who it was just based yeah, on you knew who statement. it was. He knew, he, he knew he was going to get thrown out of that coaster. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I have a funny story about that one from, from our my experience. Oh, really? But, yeah. But, but I, we kept in touch with you throughout the night saying, where are you, and stuff like that. And, and for two thirds of it, I was waiting in the front of the park for the oh, rest we'll of the. We'll get group. to that in a second. <laughs> but basically, it turned out that we we were just not like we were in the back when you were in the front. We were working our way forward. You were working your way back, and so it just didn't happen. Yeah. And and at one point, we got a text. I got a text from you, and you were like, "Sorry, this got so screwed up." And we we're like, "Well, the only thing that got screwed up is that we didn't get to see you. Other than that, we're having a great time. <laughs> so go have a great time." So we we hit six out of seven of the haunted houses. One of them we did twice, so we went a total of seven times. Hmm. Um, and that one little coaster, we had fun. We enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, by the time we left, it was, um, I think it was 10.15. There were still tons of people coming in to the park. There were lines like we couldn't believe. We literally were shocked at how many people were still coming in. And the park was only open till one that night. Yeah, and we got we walked right up and onto a tram. That's how empty the line to leave was. <laughs> and we got home, and actually we were in bed at ten after eleven. I think. I hate you. <laughs> Why? Was yours not that same experience? Yes, let me tell you my experience. So, um, originally, um, so we'd gotten tickets uh, for you and John and another person from the Widget Factory. Harmony? Yes. 
And uh, then we also got some tickets for a few other people, uh, for myself and Mimi Bun, mm-hmm. as well as her niece and this uh, young guy that her niece had gone to high school with that I think her niece had recently broken up with her boyfriend, and we think he was probably trying to make a play. <laughs> that gotcha. that went nowhere. Um, and she did basically. He kind of latched on on Facebook to wanting to go when she mentioned on Facebook she was going, and she didn't know how to tell him no. Um, that must have been fun. Yeah, she said he has rape eyes. Oh, I mean, this is this is what she told us before we actually before you know meeting him. Oh, <laughs> and uh, then um, uh, some of uh, Minibun's friends. Um, um, I don't really have. Fake it, names for them. It doesn't but, matter. And then two um, of their friend, two of her friends, two of her friends that are that are becoming friends of mine as well. Uh-huh. But and that was going to be it. Well, Mimi Bun um, that day got sick and <sighs> couldn't go. That's and sucks. originally I wasn't going to go. I was like, well, okay, I won't. I, you know, because it would have been okay with her friends going. I mean, the big thing with the group was that we all got the discount on the tickets. If we right. hadn't gone, you guys could have still gone. They could have still gone, and it would have been okay. You know, there were a couple. It's not like you know. But the problem with that, though, is, is that her niece was going, and mm. we we're meeting rape eyes there, <laughs> and her niece lives up in Brooksville, so she Which had is a good distance. Yeah, from it's a good distance. It's here. about an hour and a half to two hour drive, depending Ugh. on the depending on traffic at that time of day, and whether you go 19 or you take toll roads. Ugh. But uh, she had she worked at a doctor's office, so she was in um, in scrubs. But she, you know, had had packed a change of clothes in the car. She was already on the road on her way down here when this all came out. Uh huh. So Mimi Bone was like, "You have to go because I can't. You know, she can't. She won't. You know, she's halfway here. Right. There's this guy that she doesn't even really know that well. That's kind of creepy. And <laughs> so, uh, and she's talking to her on the phone, and she's like, "If you're not going, I don't know." And Mimi Bone's like, "It'll be okay. You know, pro me. It'll be." She's like, "But I don't really know anyone." She's like, "It's okay. You know, pro me, and he'll. You know, he'll." It'll, it'll be all right. He'll then, guard you. Yeah, basically. He'll she's be like your friend. She's like, and these are all nice people. You'll be fine. And I mean, she's she comes from a very she's like almost twenty one years old, but she's lived in. I places. think I met her. I mean, not necessarily. You know, no yeah. offense, but I, if I did meet her, it was only once. I think I met one of Mimi's. Okay, but Mimi Bun's nieces. You once. met the other one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one's even more. The, that this one's shyer and less oh. socially outgoing than that one. Okay. Uh, this one's almost. That one's just eight. That one's eighteen. She just turned eighteen. I gotcha. think she was seventeen when you met her. This one's almost twenty-one, but she's she's lived her entire life in places like Brooksville and small towns types uh-huh. of things. So she gets like shaken when she drives in traffic because. Nice. So being someplace like Bush Gardens when it's all crowded and full of uh, drunks. Know, yeah, was she and was nervous. I do have it. to say, we keep saying that, but this is one of those events, and this goes for all of them. Because yeah. at Universal Studios, it's the same way. They sell like the hypodermic needles with Jello shots, shots and they and sell beers mixed, and, and stuff mixed like that. Drinks with hard with hard liquor. Yeah, and and the further along the night goes, the more people have drunk, drank. The more drunk people get. Yeah, and the more obnoxious they get. And the more annoying this event gets, but that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, you just you, you know, know that it. going in. It's not like these people came in, showed up drunk, and no. were just assholes. It was mm-hmm. you know the, the places are trying to make as much money as they can, so they're right. selling ten dollar mixed drinks and five dollar beers, and people are drinking them, and there you go. Right. So, uh, so we're waiting for her, and 
we have this extra ticket, you know, because Mimi Bun's not going. So right. um, we're trying to think. Um, when I was, we were leaving work that day. Jumanji had yelled out, like, hey, if anybody doesn't go, I'll take their ticket. See, and and I thought he knew she wasn't feeling well. No. Because he told me that. He said, I'm the stand-in or something, stand-by or yeah. something. And then when he ended up go- taking her place, I'm like, they must have said something to him. No, it was just complete coincidence because I called him and, you know, and he was like, uh, 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 and it's like, look, it's a free ticket because if you don't go, it's just, you know, it's going to get be wasted. And, right. And he was like, oh, well, you know, well, I'll pay you for it. I just can't write. And it's like, just take the damn ticket. The point is, is we don't want to give Bush Gardens, you know, yeah, 27 for bucks nothing. for nothing. Yeah. Right. Go have a good time and uh, let that be that. So finally he agrees and he comes over and we're waiting on him and we're waiting on our her niece to get there. So her niece gets there first and she goes in and starts changing and he gets there. And he's all kind of like standing around checking out the place and then... Come to find out, he just showed up to get his ticket. He thought we thought he was going with us. Oh, but some, but um, he ended up going with a girl, so he had to go back to his place to meet her. Oh, okay. And there's a whole story about how that happened, but it, it whatever, it doesn't matter. In the end, the point is, is he wasn't going with us, right? So it ended up just being her niece and I in the car on the way over there, and we ate checkers, got to eat. <laughs> um, boy, was that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So we get there, and we get there, and it's a, we're running late, basically, needless to say. And um, we get up there, and, of course, traffic is backed up to get into the parking lot. It takes us 20 minutes from the time we enter the front of the parking lot to the actual point where we get parked and out. out. Um, from from the, the where you pay? No, like where where you first pull off the road. Oh, where you turn, it, turn off of Bush Boulevard onto well, Mitchell. No, 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 when you no. turn off of Mitchell... Into the line. Oh, in, okay. Pay. Yeah. Okay. I we gotcha. we waited in that for about twenty minutes. Ay, ay, ay. And uh, you know, between that, well, between where we pulled off of Mitchell and to when we actually got parked, you know, the line to pay and then the line to to park and then whatever. Uh, but m- amazingly, we actually made it to the park by about seven thirty. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That, well, that's that's what time they open. Yeah. So um, okay. So so far, not bad. Rape Eyes was waiting for us. Uh-huh. But uh when we got there, the uh nobody else was. You guys had already you I just gotten a message from you that you guys were going in and we we're there at the front of the park with uh Rape Eyes and we're waiting for everybody else to get there. Okay. So we're there and we're standing out front for a little while and then Mimi Bunga or I mean um her niece comments, Wow, there's a lot of people going in and I go, You know what? We ought to just go inside the gate. Everybody's got their tickets that needs them. You know, we, we'll meet inside. They've always got something set up at the front of the park. We can at least watch that while we're uh, here, you know. Usually with, with our groups, when we come, we go we breeze right past that to get to the actual attractions, and then it's over with by the time we leave or we forget or whatever. So we'll just uh-huh. watch because usually it's like a little show that resets every 10 or 20 minutes or so. They do something and then go back to it. And this year's theme was a haunted garden thing, so... So we go in, and um, we're there. That's the only thing you have to lose is a little of your mind. Yeah. Is that what it was? That's what she was singing. Oh. The only thing you have to lose is a little of your mind. Oh, I didn't actually hear that part. <laughs> but they've got somebody up there as a living statue thing, which was kind of lame, actually. The the whole way it was doing the mystical movement thing was sort of dumb. But they had a bunch of people walking around as zombies, and one of them was ex- exceptionally good. 
it was a girl, and she was basically done up like the character you see on the uh, the commercial, uh-huh. like, in a white dress, dead with the with the white hair. But this girl could do the uh, the Exorcist crab walk, <laughs> like the, well, they'd all be wandering around, and then the music would kick in, and suddenly they'd go crazy and running. And she would bend over backwards and chase people <laughs> yeah, on all fo- on all fours, like you know, we're talking like <laughs> belly up. Running, <laughs> like creepy. It was the creepiest damn thing, <laughs> and uh, wow, I just it, it. But it was creepy the first time, and then for the next six or seven times that I watched it, it was interesting because uh, funny though to watch the kids running away screaming. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I wish I had seen that because I didn't. And Mimi Bun's niece is a big, big chicken. Uh, so uh, it be no matter. Anyway, we stood there for about an hour right. watching all this, going again and again. We oh actually saw we actually saw a shift change on the zombies. Like somebody came up to the statue, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, adding my own little voice track to it. Like, yeah, Bob, we need to talk to you. Things aren't working out so well. Uh, John over here is going to be climbing up on the podium and taking your place now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> did, you know, yeah, yes, you will get a severance package this week. <laughs> you know. As they're swapping out the living statue guys that are, and and the other zombies and the ones that they replaced them with weren't that good. But anyway, we're sitting there and standing there and standing there and it's me and her niece and rape eyes and like <laughs> nobody's talking and it's just the most awkward, uncomfortable thing. And finally, I'm like, okay, five minutes, guys. If they're not here, we're going. We weren't going to wait. What time for, was this now? Now it was like eight forty. Oh my god! So, so we've been there for a little over an hour wow. at that point. Meanwhile, you know, like, tons of people are flooding into the park, mm-hmm. of course. So, um, and, so we get in, so, so we're about to leave, and then I look up and I see Jumanji and his, his date, and they're like, oh, okay, and then right behind them were the other two, so it's like, alright, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so it's like, it's about 8.45 now, and we start going into the park, and then everybody has to go to the bathroom. Of course. That just, that just got there. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, we, uh, first haunted house we waited 45 minutes for. Uh, second haunted house we waited almost two hours for. Oh! After that one, one of the people in our group wanted to do uh, the uh, Shikra, one of the roller coasters, and I was like, okay. You know, the line didn't look that long. They didn't actually have the sign up, up showing what the wait was. Yeah. Good God, I didn't know they had that much queue line for that ride. That is, oh, a, yeah. I, we waited almost two hours for that <gasps> one. Uh, oh my God! Her niece, her niece, and rape eyes. Her niece didn't want to ride it. She doesn't like roller coasters. You can sometimes get her to do one, but not this one. You know? Okay. That was one of those ones, well, it doesn't look that big. And then when we course some more standing under it, she has the full appreciation <laughs> of how it looks smaller from the distance because you don't realize that the track is as wide as it is or that the car is as wide as it right. is. Uh, there was no way in hell. And, of course, rape eyes magically didn't want to ride it either. Mm. You know? So they ended up actually going to the show that they do in the back of the park while we were in line. Uh-huh. But we waited in this god-awful long line. There were, like, two fights in this line. While we were in there, people were smoking pot in this line. I mean, it was just... So we ride this coaster, and we get off, and it's like... This is the thing, is, is we're thinking, you know, this is a Thursday night. How is it so damn crowded? Yeah, well... And I'm looking around at these, like, the slutty chicks that are that are all there... The kids. And, and I'm thinking, like, wow, they look awfully young. I mean, yeah. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself, like, I must be hitting that point in life where I can't tell the <laughs> difference between someone who's, like, 20 and someone who's, like, 15 because these girls look really young. And when I say slutty chicks, I just mean, you know, they're just dressed like little whores. Right. 
Uh, we saw them. I guess that the I guess that thing. makes me old for saying that. Yeah, well, that's okay. But uh, with all the makeup and stuff on, and it's like, eh. but again, it's one of those events, you know. And I'm thinking, like, wow, I'm I'm I know I'm getting old because they look really young to me. And of course, these aren't high school kids because it's like late at night on a Thursday night. So uh, we go around. Um, we we end up waiting about an hour and forty five minutes then to do the next haunted house, which is which was the big one, the one that you said you got to do, which was the. Um, Mortuary. The mortuary one. Zombie mortuary. Zombie mortuary. And you remember, that used to be the moment that was like the broken down house thing. You go through the yeah. chimney to go in or out, depending yeah, yeah, on which yeah. direction it was. Yeah, they definitely took it up a notch with that yeah, one. That was, yeah, that was cool. Glad, really, really glad we did that one. Um, but then while we were There's in line... still time, folks. Go to it yeah. if you can. But while we were in line for it, we were looking over at the old Cheetah Chase, and her niece is like, oh, too bad. I want to ride that. You know, like, too, <laughs> we're looking at the time... And it's like, by the time we get into this haunted house, the park's going to be technically closed. They have signs in front of all the haunted houses saying, cutting off the line a half hour before park closing, you know, so right. you have to be in the line a half hour before to get into the house. And it, we're looking at the time, and it's like it's like uh, 1230, and we're going, you know, like, there's no way we're going to get, by the time we get through this line, right. the park's going to be closed. Right. So this will be the last thing we do. But we get through the house, and we get out, and it's like a quarter to one. And I'm like, hey, guess what, Mimi Bun's niece? There's time to do that coaster. I'm teasing her because it seemed like she was sort of joking, like, oh, shucks, I can't do it. She's like, okay, because it didn't look like that bad of a coaster. But you and I both know, because we know about coasters, that, you know, looks can be deceiving. And even though the, the, the car is small, therefore the small drop feels big. Yes. So the way it works is uh, I end up riding with, with the other two. The, the couple that's there. So it's her and Rape Eyes in a car by themselves behind us. Mm-hmm. We get done, and, and uh, what the guy is like, wow, this is more than I would have expected as we're going halfway <laughs> through when we get the first drop and everything. We get up to the unloading zone, and I'm like, God, no, 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 we can't get off yet, because once you get to that point, you can't hear or see anything like immediately happen behind you, and they're just getting on the top of it, getting ready to hit the... They're going over the curves, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I want to I wanna be here for this when she hits the first drop. <laughs> and sure enough, ah! <laughs> Next drop, ah! like you know, it was like like they're short screams because it's not that tall of a drop. Right, <laughs> drops over with fast, but it was friggin' awesome. <laughs> and oh, that reminds me of the mortuary house. The whole way it was so damn hot in these lines, and we were making fans out of our maps. Yeah, we kept trying to blow. And I'm like, you know what? I, I have an idea. A good way to a good way to fan ourselves with this fan would be to actually make a. Like we're sitting there trying to wave the fa- wave the paper and folding it over, trying to make it thick, and then it dawned on me like. Hey, why don't we actually make a instead of trying to use a piece of paper as a fan, let's make a paper. It was just one of those stupid things. Like half the night, we'd been trying to to waver ourselves down with the paper, and the paper was folding back and forth. And it's like, oh, 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 oh yeah, fold it. You mean? Yeah, fold make it a folded, into a fan. make make it folded into a fan. It was just like you. one of those. Boy, am I an idiot or what? Like when it finally dawned on me. But so all the way through the mortuary house, we went through one area, and there were like rats hanging from ropes, and she was like all. <gasps> about it. So, Rape Eyes was between her and me, and I kept reaching over him with the fan and just lightly touching the top of her head, and she was screaming, you'd have, you'd have been so proud of me. Uh, I am already. But, uh, then we're walking out, though, and we go by one of the haunted houses, and it is one o'clock, but they're, and they're letting, but they're letting people in. There's no line for it. So, what happened was, is because there was no line, it was like, if you want to go, go, because I guess they stay, they expect the house to be running for, like, another 10 or 15 minutes right. anyway. So uh, it was like, all right, well, we'll go. Um, so we got through that haunted house, and by the time we got out, they weren't letting people in anymore. But um, we were there till the very damn end, though, until they literally said, well, till like one fifteen, 
when they were like, all attractions are closed. Thank you for visiting, blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. Now and, go home. Yes, and we got four houses total wow. from the for the entire time that we were there. Very different experience from you. We were there yeah. until we couldn't be there anymore, and we still didn't get through everything. We barely made it through half. And we did find out the next day. Yes, we found out why the next day. Yeah. Go. We head off from school on that Friday. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, 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 basically Friday for high school students and half-price tickets. Yeah. And all those 20-somethings that I thought looked like teenage kids, they were teenage they were. kids <laughs> that were smoking and apparently drinking. Yep. But, uh, oh, good God, that was a horrible, horrible experience, so. In terms of that, I mean, it, it worked out to be okay in the end, but the lines and the oh, that's the worst part. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, anyway, so um, not to cut you off, but Mao is standing there, yeah, tapping his waiting, foot. He's so waiting long. patiently to say his thing. So we're gonna go ahead and cut to a music break, and uh, when we come back, it's gonna be something from the Soho Dolls. I'm not real sure what the song is yet, but uh, it'll be Soho Dolls you're hearing. When we come back, you're gonna hear from Mao, and uh, we'll come back to close out the show with a few parting thoughts slash. Shots. Yeah. Why, it's that delightful TV leprechaun. I'm going to get you lucky charms. Oh no, my brains.
I will destroy you! Hello, one and all. This is Mao, coming to you from Korea. Um, geez, you know, uh, it's been so long since I've done a drop-in segment for BOD, uh, I don't even really know where to start. You know, uh, I know mo most everyone that, uh, that, well, not most everyone, I don't know. I think a lot of people that listen to BOD also follow my blog and, and, and know a little bit about some of the trials and tribulations of my um, time here in Korea. But if you are just joining BOD, I'll give you the quick rundown. We are a party of three, sometimes four or five. Um, I left to teach Korea, uh, teach English in Korea for a year, and I'm currently in month eight of that thing. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the shipment that I bought for the BOD made it safe and sound, um, and I hope you all, uh, in the back of your minds, thank me, because, yeah, I plopped down the cash for a very nice mixing board and for very nice microphones. Now, I'm not talking about $1,000 microphones, but nice microphones, because... I care about you, the listener. So, and also when I would hear it sometimes, I'd be like, oh, God, sounds so bad. So, yeah, hopefully this new, uh, it's a Mackie board, um, and those have a pretty good reputation. And if not, I will scream at somebody until they fix it and give me um, a new one. And I'm also not going to drink beer near that one. Well, it's a little hard to drink beer near that one anyway, because, you know, I'm on the other side of the world. <clears throat> now... I did see part of the part of what I, I I don't know why I have this struggle in my brain. You know, like I I always think, oh yeah, I should do a segment for BOD. You know, I want to talk to you guys. I always want to I always want to be part of it. You know, uh, part of the BOD. I know uh, Man with No Name and Promi have been throwing wacky adventure after another at you since I've left. But um, I and I always kind of think, oh, should I save it and then have all these interesting stories when I get back? Well, that's just kind of stupid, you know. That's like buying an action figure and leaving it in the uh, package. So I'm going to tell you guys about my uh, the, one of the happiest times of my life, and that was the two weeks I spent in Japan. Um, now, the way it's been working is my classes are pretty brutal. Uh... The school I got stuck at is a middle school, and they could give a rat's ass about English, and my class carries no grade, so basically it's kind of like hell. So I have to surround myself with things that I like to do. So every day I lift weights, every day I play guitar. I'm actually learning guitar cause in, in the hopes of joining a band uh, or forming a band when I get back. Um, and those things are all healthy and happy. You know, um, I'm down a ton of weight since I got here. Uh, I love that I've lost a ton of weight, but the bad news is I'm still a fat ass. So, you know, hmm, it's kind of sad. Yay for that. Um, but I did get a chance to uh, go to Japan for two weeks. That was, um, I had, uh, after my um, sem first semester was over. See, there's two semesters here. And after my first semester, I had an English camp with my, uh, well, I call her my handler. Um, technically, the school 
has like one person that's in charge of the dumb foreigner, and that's like your it's it's she's she's your co-teacher or she or he is your co-teacher, but really they're they're your handler. They're the ones that handle your problems. They're the ones that kind of keep you alive. You know, um, tell you to not do things or to do things. They're your li- liaison between. Um, Liaison? Liaison? I always say liaison. I don't care. The, the, between you and, like, all the teachers and principal and kids and everyone that, you know, uh, doesn't know you or care you, about you. So basically, and it's different for every person that comes to, to these, to Epic. Um, so, I have my handler, who's kind of in charge of me. She's she She's a nice lady. I mean... I, I'm not the easiest guy in the world to get along with, but I'm, I also try not to be like a dick about stuff, you know, unless I have to. Um, but I can tell sometimes she's really, you know, like, oh, Jesus, you know. But I don't teach any classes with her. See, the way it, the way it works is my handler is in charge of me, and then I have um, a co-teacher. It's illegal for me to teach a class without um, a, a, a native Korean teacher in the room. That's not. That doesn't mean that doesn't happen. Um, it's happened to me three times, but whatever. You know, I just kind of go on with it. Um, so I have, I have, wait, one, two, three. Now, recently, I've had, I have a fourth one added, so I have four different teachers. Yeah, I like how I started out saying, "Oh, I'm going to talk about Japan," and here I am talking about this. Sorry, this seems more pertinent. So anyway, <clears throat> so and they couldn't be more different. You know. <laughs> And with these classes nosediving the way they are, uh, it's just like, oh, God, it's so hard. Um, one of the funniest things about it is, and th- this, to me, seems like cruel and unusual punishment. See, I have middle, the way that, the way they say it here is, like, back home, we, we called middle school, it was 7th grade, 8th grade, and ninth grade. That's American style. Here, it's middle, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And then your high school, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd doesn't matter. It's the same bullshit. It's still 7th, 8th, and ninth. So I teach 7th graders and ninth graders, for all you folk back home. Or, if you're listening from Korea, I teach middle 1st and middle 3rd. Now, the funniest thing about this is middle 3rd, meaning ninth graders, who already are cocky and think that they're like, you know, they're the smartest things in the world, even though they're dumber than shit. They, they don't care about English and the cruel and unusual punishment is they take their finals a month before school's out. So I'm left for four weeks with kids that didn't care before, now done. Um, I looked at my co-teacher and I was like, what the beep, 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 beep are you talking about? And then, you know, and they always go into these horror stories about, oh, the last the last English teacher, you know, cried, and the last English teacher, you know, just played movies. And I'm like, really? Why don't we fix the broken system instead of telling hilarious stories about how they broke the English teacher? Whatever. I have a new, I have a policy where I don't care, and then when they get too loud, I kick them out. And they're not really, they're confused about that policy, because I just look at them, and I, if I get really angry, I say, get out. And then they look at me, and I say, out! And then they go, uh, uh. And, I, and, and if I have to, I grab them and throw them the hell out. And I just throw them into the hallway, and then I close the door. 
and that continues on until, you know, I told one, there's one class that's really terrible, and I said to him, you know, to be perfectly honest, you're just wasting 45 minutes of my life, and I'll kick you all out, and I'll just sit here and play on the internet. And I was really serious, and my co-teacher looked at me, like, in fright, because she knew, like, I had pretty much done. She's, I, that's the one I also told her I was going to march the class. Like, I was going to take them out in the snow and just make them march for the 45 minutes. I'm going to do it. I, I, I'll get to it. I know I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best to make them march before I leave. With their hands above their head, like, you know, like Full Metal Jacket, screaming things at them in, in foreign languages because they, they can't understand me. I say all, you know. Okay, so, where the hell was I? But yeah. I like how there's not even other people in the room and I'm still fragmented. So I think we see where the problem is, don't we? Anyway, welcome to VOD. So um, me and my co-teacher had uh, English camp, which is two weeks of, you know, kids, they come and, and you just, you just, you're just throwing as many random dumb activities at them as you can. Because the other thing that was baffling about the summer camp was these kids that are there, like some of them didn't want to be there. And I'm like, why the hell are you in this school? The funny thing about Korea is the kids never, like, leave. They don't like school. They don't learn anything about school. Yet they're there for, like, 20 hours out of a 24-hour day. And they don't, like, leave. And they're just there. And they and in the summer they're there. And then in the, in the summer there's kids there. And I'm like, why are you here? And they're like, oh, this is the ninth class of, of something. And I'm like... You, you're, you're. Ter- I'm thinking in my head. You're terrible. You're, you're, you're terrible students. Why would you even still be here? And uh, you know they're kind of shocked because I said, you know what? In America, you know it's like three o'clock. They lock the doors and kick you out. If you get near the school, they taser you. You know, it's just one of those things where you're like, it's so weird and foreign. Um, in that, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's just really like weird. These kids aren't learning anything. They're just like there's this pressure to go to school. And they don't know why, and they don't care about school, and they're not any smarter, you know. And they're just, just like, I just go to school. And you're like, w- w- why are you here? You know, like, well, I remember I was sitting there one time, and I was like, you know, getting ready for class, and there was some kids just standing around. And I, and then finally I was like, I looked at them, and I was like, why, what are you doing here? Why are you in my classroom? And they're just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's like, just, just get out of here. And I don't, I don't you know. I wasn't being mean, but I'm just like, go away. Go away now. I don't need some weird kid hovering around me. But, uh, yeah, so there's always kids, like, there's always kids in school. Apparently school shuts down for, like, months at a time, but no one tells the kids. They just keep showing up, or I don't know. So that was yay for that. So so we do this, you know, uh, summer camp thing, and... And it works out okay. You know, you, you really, you're just doing, like, the, the most random weird things. I had them making box kites, and it was in the summer. There's no breeze in the summer. It didn't fly. And I had them making pinatas. And, you know, kids don't listen. You just, you know, you, like, you have to think, you have to do um, an hour and a half a day for for um, for two weeks. And what happens is there's two classes. So you do an hour and a half class, and then the second class comes down, and you do that same lesson plan for them. So, you know... I make piñatas. They make first class makes piñatas. It fails miserably. Second class makes piñatas. It fails fails miserably. So, you know, you just kind of you're just doing things and then and then whatever. So, the summer camp ended, and I was like, yay for that, because I had um, I had planned two weeks in in um, Japan. Now, what happened was. Um, 
they say you know, you know eight day. I have eight days in the summer break and ten days in winter break. Well, in the summer break, I just said I I, I found like a week where there was like a Monday off, and then I called in sick the Friday, so I took two weeks in Japan, and I'm gonna take two weeks in in winter. You know, I don't, I don't care. So basically, what um, I took two weeks, and I went. I landed in uh, Kyoto, and um, I stayed. It was really awesome. I stayed with families of exchange students, so basically I stayed in Japan for free, and they took me everywhere, you know. It was really, like, wow. I was really kind of blown away, you know. I saw a lot of shrines, and that became just like this slurry of shrine. Like, I, I can't, you know, you see one big bell, and you're like, wow, this is really crazy, and then you walk around, and I mean, there was one that really sticks out. This thing was, like, massive, and it was, like, a million years old and on top of the biggest mountain in the freaking Japan. You know, all that shit. So you're like, wow, you know, and, and you look at... Now, that one I remember because I'm sitting there and I'm like, hmm, this thing is, you know... It was like the 2,000 years old or... No, there was a tree that was 2,000 years old. See, I can't even remember. It was crazy. Like, there was this tree in this place that was, you know, that they dated it back to, you know, whatever dinosaurs rubbed their necks on it or some shit. You know, so... And you're like, wow, that's really old. And, and this is really... That was a really cool place. And, um... But then you start seeing more shrines and more shrines and more shrines. And what happens is your brain just kind of mushes everything together. And it's not from alcohol abuse. I mean, probably some of it is. But, I mean, most of it is just like, okay, they all kind of look the same. And they all kind of like, you know, I don't know. You just you just see like, you just it's just a slurry of shrine. Two stand out that I remember. I know, I've seen a lot. I saw a lot of shrines. Two stands out. The, that really, really old one on top of the mountain. And there was another one in Nara. This is crazy. There's just deer running around. So you walk around and there's deer everywhere, you know. And you walk through, the, like, there's a lot to see. You're, like, walking and walking and walking. And it was in August. And I thought August in Florida was hot. And it is. But, oh my god, August in Japan is out of control. So I'm walking, we're walking around and, you know, there's these deer there. And you just buy cookies and you just feed deer. There's just deer wandering all over the place. Well... And you walk through these this gigantic this gigantic gate, you know, and with doors and everything, like hinged doors, like working doors. The just the pillars on this freaking door looked like they were like the size of like I don't know, aircraft carriers. They were gigantic. They were just like the biggest trees in the freaking world were holding up this, this you know, this gate. And then you walk through, and then there's deer, of course, everywhere, just pooping and eating and rubbing, chasing kids, screaming everywhere. And you walk, and there's there's this building. And inside this building is this ginormous Buddha. And at first I'm like, well, you know, I've seen, like, big, not big Buddhas, I've seen, like, big statues or whatever. You don't really understand it until you walk in. And you walk into this building, and you look up, and there's, like, this freaking... This gigantic Buddha statue that's like, I don't know, like 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 bigger than most buildings, you know, even in America. Like, it's bigger than a building in America. It's just freaking gigantic. And you're like looking at this thing and you're like, holy hell. So that was really impressive. Um, some of the other hot spots I saw in Japan that I really were just, I mean, were just crazy. I went to Toei Movie Studio. Now, I, Toei is pure awesome. They were they did a lot of the 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 slasher um samurai flicks, but they were also I didn't realize this. 
they had just like this stable of wacky superheroes. And like I didn't appreciate it until I went to the second floor of this building and it was just nothing but random Japanese spandex wackiness, you know. And these, I'm taking pictures and I'm taking pictures and I'm taking pictures and I'm like, I took like a million pictures of these and each one was different. And you're like, who the hell is this guy? It's like, oh, it's, you know, can opener man. And here's, here's dude with a lion mane and a big axe guy. I don't know. And, and there's motorcycles and all kinds of shit. So that was really cool. Toei was really cool. And I, and I, and I got my picture taken with some, some actors and stuff. You know, nobody, you know, it's like taking, getting your picture taken with an actor at, um, Disney. You know, same thing. It's not like they're superstars. So that was fun. I went to the Top Ramen Noodle um, Museum. <laughs> that was freaking great. <laughs> a museum based on Top Ramen. I was like, yes. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a man that likes my Top Ramen Noodles. Um, that is my breakfast most days. Because if you find a better 33 cent br- breakfast, you eat it. So, um, I went to that. I went to... And the, I'm trying to think. See, see, and that's what happens. Like... I should have wrote everything down. Like, I remember everything, but it's just like my my brain doesn't have it categorized correctly, you know what I mean? Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. What, the second week, that was the first week um, I stayed with a family in a, in, a, in a real Japanese apartment, you know. And my impressions of Japan, those of you who read my blog know, you know, how how much I adored it. But Japan is like, like postmodern futuristic everything is cool there i mean like everything is cool there now i don't dress like normal people and my brain doesn't seem to i think thing i think of things differently you know when i'm creating stuff when i'm making stuff my brain just doesn't click with how most people think um what's cool and what work i never felt more at home in my life than walking around in japan it's almost like, and it's not that I'm a weeaboo. It's not that I'm like, like I like I like I study everything about Japan and that. It, it's not that. Like I know a lot about Japan just from exposure, but I mean it's not. When I landed there and when I was walking around there, I was just like, man, did I make this? Is this? Am I imagining this? You know, like big robots and freaking all their motorcycles look like they're from the seventies, but they're new. You know. The cars are tiny, like the size of a freaking cardboard box, yet like 20 people fit in them. You know, the family I was staying with, that's one of those tiny little micro cars, right? And I'm like, that's ah, cool. You see, I, I, I really love that small car mentality. And there was like, at one point there was five people, and I'm like, well, how the hell is this going to work? You know, one fat American takes up like two-thirds of the car. There's a third row of seats in that car. Comfortably, third row of seats. And there was still a small trunk area and I'm standing on the outside of this car looking at it and I'm like this is impossible and I'm standing on the inside so I think Japan has some kind of space vortex they're not sharing really but it was awesome you know and um but everything about it like you walk through and there's just like the pachinko parlors and there's just craziness you know there was I can't really say enough awesome about like there was there's like there's like vending machines for everything i mean everything and like when you go up to a soda vending machine it's not like you know like america's like here's five sodas pick one jerk no there's like 50 sodas 
and there's like various sizes and and they have you know and when it drops out it has a piece of a toy tape to it it's just i mean it's literally like everything is just like wow they have such a very interesting and cool take on stuff so so i was like in heaven really i really was the second week i was put up at a hotel the family didn't have space for me Yet they were like, "Well, no, no, we we want to put you up," and I'm like, "What? You know, you, don't bother. It's like arguing with a Korean. Just don't do it. There's no point. Like, you're not going to get anywhere but lose." So I was just like, "Okay, whatever." So I was put up at a hotel, and some and and you know, I would walk around sometimes, and I found this like strip mall. It's not a strip mall, you know, like in a, like in America where there's like. There's like little tiny shops and they're dirty and shitty and filled with crap. Like people selling old junk. Well, I found a stretch of this, of those, in Japan. Which I didn't think I was gonna. I love looking in those places. That's where you find real things. Not, like stores and high fashion and all that stuff. I have no business going into a mall. I have no business looking at high fashion anything. So I walk, I'm walking through this never-ending just tunnel way of these of those kind of shops where they threw open a garage door on the inside and it's just packed with shit and i went there three days in a row like if i had like four hours by myself i would walk down to the end and work my way back and walk down to the end and work my way back and talk because they had cool clothing shops and and punk clothing shops you know they had new stuff too and then I'd find like a whole pile of like garage sale stores. That's where I found like an old Super Famicom, Super NES, with all these Japanese games, crazy games. I found old uh, vinyl records, you know, with some Jap- Japanese surf. See, there was a really good surf scene coming out of Japan in the 60s. You know, like the the Ventures and all that kind of stuff. Well, that influenced a lot. There's a there's a lot of good surf bands in Japan from that era. And there was also like I found some garage bands, uh, you know, just so I'm, I'm I'm getting vinyl. I'm getting like like all this stuff that I miss from America, and it's like in Japan. And like if if a bunch of Japanese people came to America and they walked through thrift stores, like they're probably gonna be like, oh look at all these cool dishes, you know. To, to Americans, they're like they're just junk. Well, that's how I was. Like I'm looking at all these these used dishes. Like oh that dish is so cool. Of course I didn't buy any dishes. What the hell am I gonna do with a dish? But. I was just like, you know, what what is normal to them is like, oh, you know, it's so awesome to me. So I had such a great time there. Um, oh, I, I went through Asahi Beer Factory, which that was totally cool. You know, Asahi is a is a great brewery, and um, it was a fun time. They showed us a lot, and of course there was the usual, okay, here you have 30 minutes to drink as much as you can. So that was fun. Um, I didn't get blasted, but it was fun, and uh, you know. It was it was really really something. I, I really needed that to get through. I really needed that boost and that charge to to feel so much joy and, and acceptance and happiness, you know. So, so I, that was just I can't say enough good about Japan. You know, one one of the bad things, and I don't know. See, I'm very open and honest about myself and my experiences on my blog, you know. And I think a lot of times it comes across like I'm in a corner, like ready to cut my wrists. That's not the case at all. I mean, you you know, yes, I am very lonely sometimes, and sometimes it hits you really hard, like, you know, being alone. I've never been alone in my life, so this year alone has 
you know, I knew it was going to be challenging. It's just sometimes it's hard. And and I write about that kind of stuff, and I write about the challenges on my blog, and I think it, I think it, I'm trying to, like, not be so, I don't want to be, I'm not negative. I mean, I'm, I don't want to be negative or sound negative. I'm very sarcastic in my, like, view about myself and view about my life. So I think I'm trying to, like, pepper in some humor where people understand this is still me. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it does suck here. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, you know. Uh, but that's everything. You can't, you know, the cool stuff in life or the stuff that you look back on and think, wow, that was, that was really something. That's never easy shit. You know, you don't, you don't say, wow, I'm, I sure I'm glad I got up and did the same thing every day for 50 years. I mean, some people might. I'm not one of those people. So, um, although I am facing some challenges here and there, um, you know, I, I am, I'm having a good time. Um, I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging, like, trying stuff, learning stuff. You know, I'm not gonna eat dog. Um, some stuff I just don't do. I don't eat live octopus and I don't eat dog, so that's not a thing I'm going to do. And but you know, I'm gonna go back to Japan at least once. I was planning a weekend trip, but I don't know. You know, I really there's a couple places I have to see in Korea. I have to be to the, go get to the DMZ and um, believe it or not, although I'm not such a beach body, uh, I am really, really missing the Florida beaches. I took them for granted, I guess, you know, and, and again, I, I, we only get to the beach a couple times a year, you know, it's not like it's a major thing, I know some people, like, live on the beach, and I'm not, I'm not one of those, but I guess I just, always being around palms, and always being around, like, the white sand, you know, you just, if you've been in Florida for a long time, like I have, I moved there in 93, I miss it, you know, one of the first things I do when I get back is I'm going to go and, you know, sit on Clearwater Beach and watch the sun go down a couple times. I got to get I got to get my uh feet in the in the water and get my ass on that sand and see the sunset again. Florida is a beautiful place. I took it for granted and I uh, I think I'm going to see it with a renewed uh love cuz I if you live in Florida for a long time, the uh the summers wear on you, you know. I remember when I first moved there from Pennsylvania, I was loving it, you know, I even loved the heat. Now, I don't know, man, late, late October, and it's still 90s, and I'm like, oh, man, just go away, like, I just wanted to go away, and, uh, so I think sometimes the heat wears on you, but, uh, I'm gonna be happy to get back, too. So, okay, yeah, I like how I was gonna do a 20-minute session, and now I've, I've already had, like, 15 offshoots, and I'm at 26. So, well, this will make it a nice, easy show for the guys. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, if you have any suggestions for uh, the BOD or for my blog or whatever, just write me at zenbone at hotmail.com. Trust me, I would love to get some fan mail. I need all the love I can get. Stranger in a strange land, man. All right, I'm glad I could do this shopping. I hope you guys are all digging the show still. And, uh, dorks, keep up the good work. I'll see you soon. Hello, this is Cammy from Street Fighter 4. You're listening to Bunch of Dorks. Do I have to say dot com? Yes. Okay, I'll do it again. Here we go. Take two. <clears throat> Hello, this is Cammy from Street Fighter 4, and you're listening to Bunch of Dorks.com. Cannon Spike! So, wow. 
Thank you, Mal. Uh, thank you, Cammie. Glad to know that Mal is doing good. Cammie, we don't know how you're doing, but hopefully you're still doing good. Um, we're certainly getting a lot of mileage out of your uh, drop in there. Um, that's basically, I think, it for tonight. We've run a little long. We're going to be about an hour and 15 minutes. So for those uh, of you that wanted to know where we've been for the last two weeks, that's where we were we've been. heavily working on producing that last 15 minutes of our show. Yeah. Um, I had something else, and I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Don't look at me. I have yeah. no clue what you were going to say. We're we're in countdown mode somewhat for Mao's return. Yeah, yeah, he's into the last five months. Right now we're uh, we're in October. He comes back November, December, January, February. See, now I'm a little confused because I thought he said he was going to be gone for 13 months, but it's yeah, sounding a know, lot more like 12 months now. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know either because, it, but, but when like with his updates, it sounds a lot more like it's 12 months than 13. Yeah. But. Well, any way you slice it, he's in the home stretch finally. Yeah. And, uh, have a nice party when he gets back. Oh, yes, we'll, we'll make him cook for us. <laughs> and then the following time, following evening, we will expect him to go out with us. Yeah, exactly. Because if, if there's one great positive takeaway from Mal's trip abroad, is that he's had to spend a lot of time outside his comfort zone, and we are going to ride that wave. <laughs> we are going to ride that wave straight into the sand, buddy. We have been, Sally the Beer Wench has been going out to eat almost every week, and we're not saying it has to be going out to eat, we're going to be doing a lot more field trips and a lot more cool stuff. And we haven't really, as a group, done much of that since we've been gone, because it's just not the same. No, it really is. I mean, so, uh, believe me, we've got some pent-up demand here, buddy. We miss you. Yeah, they say Chuckle Little Van Hien to you. Yes. But uh, who are you? I'm uh Promi. I'm Man with No Name. And hopefully by now oh, I almost hear 